The one that I recommend, if people are using WordPress, there's a company called WP Engine. And mm -hmm. they are really fast. They have a lot of stuff in place to keep your website running fast. So it's a little bit more expensive, but it's reliable. They have good support and it's fast. If you're a passive investor wanting to learn more about questions to ask sponsors in order to qualify the opportunities, in order to qualify the sponsor, in order to qualify the market that the property is in, then go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. My team and I created this site just for you so that there is a free resource available to you to learn about the questions to ask, the things to think through prior to investing in deals. So go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. It's a free resource for you that was made just for you. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Todd Heitner. How you doing, Todd? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing really well and looking forward to our conversation. This will be especially helpful for all you apartment investors out there. And I know there's a lot of them who listen to this show. So first, a little bit about Todd. He's been building websites for real estate investors for the last 15 years. And he has a company called Apartment Investor Pro. Told you it'd be relevant to you, apartment investors. He takes the pain out of setting up a website for your multifamily investing business. We're going to talk about components of websites and marketing funnels. So even if you don't work with him, you'll still get a lot of value from our conversation. But ultimately, we'll be talking about his business as well and ways he differentiates himself from others. He is based in Roanoke, Virginia. So Todd, with that being said, first, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, your current focus, and then we'll dive right into it. Okay, sure. I guess like on a personal level, my wife and I have been married for 18 years. We like to travel a lot. We just actually got back from a trip to Asia. We were there for a couple of months. That was really cool. We're quite, like you said, I started building websites for real estate investors about 15 years ago. More recently focused more on the multifamily side of it, especially like apartment syndicators. I saw a need where people were struggling to get their website up and running and just try to find ways to simplify that process, speed it up so that people don't have to agonize over that for weeks or months. So that's basically it. Okay. First off, why did you shift your focus to focus on apartment investing websites? I saw that there was more of a need there. I was doing single family investors first. There's already a lot of options out there, I guess, with that, with the, the single mm -hmm. family side. There's quite a few services out there. We were around probably about the longest with that, but it just, there's a lot of competition. And also I saw that I kind of got into that. I was helping somebody that basically he teaches people how to invest in apartments. So I kind of helped him with developing websites for his students. And I saw there was definitely a need there. Nobody else was really offering that. And so mm -hmm. it seemed to make sense to try to expand that and help more investors. Cool. Okay. So if we're creating a multifamily, and this is primarily multifamily syndication, it sounds like. Yeah, primarily. Okay. So if, if we're creating a multifamily syndication website, what are the components of the website that must be included? For one thing, it starts with having a, a good domain name. I always recommend people, especially for syndication, like get a domain name that matches your business name. If it's Premier Investments LLC, then get premierinvestments.com. Some people don't do that. That seems like 101. Yeah. And it's a different mindset from like single family investing. So I think some people coming from single family investing might get, I buy houses. Fast, oh, yeah. So okay. a lot of people kind of realize the, the need for that, but just in case, I always recommend that. And also always go with .com. 
we don't want to have to explain that, okay, no, it's a .net or whatever, because people are still going to type in .com. Yes. Up on somebody else's website. So yep. before somebody really gets too attached to a business name, I would suggest seeing if the domain name is available because again, that's going to be part of your brand. So mm-hmm. you don't want to get set on a business name and then find out somebody else has a domain name. And then you've got to try to come up with some other domain name that doesn't really match your business as well. Or if there's a competitor in the space that has that, and then you don't do that research and you get a cease and desist letter from the competitor who's a trillion dollar real estate fund or something, which true story has happened to someone who I know after he got the website up and his branding up, he got a cease and desist from the original company that was his name and he had to just pivot. So that's yeah. part of the process you need to go through too. Yeah, it definitely pays to do your research and get that first. I would get that locked in and then move forward getting the business name set up and everything. Okay. Another important part is the web hosting with our service, we include that, but otherwise you just want to make sure it's a fast, reliable web hosting service because people don't want to wait on a slow website to load. You know, any hosting service you use, you want to make sure there's good support there because sooner or later, there's going to be some kind of issue with your website and you need to have some way to get help with that. Please quantify fast and reliable for someone who's trying to look it up on their own. Well, one thing that's really helpful is actually there's several tools. First, search for web page speed test. There's several different sites that will do a speed test and they will give you a rating to kind of show how you compare. But basically within just a few seconds, you want your page to load. There should be something there almost immediate, at least like the headline or like some content that people can start but, reading. But that's testing it after it's up. But in this case, ideally we know it's going to work the first time and then we test to validate it later. So what do we research prior to actually putting it up? You can look at reviews online, like see what other people are saying about different web hosting companies. You do have to be careful about that because a lot of them are biased because people are affiliates for these different services. And so they're recommending whichever one's paying them the most. So you do have to make sure you get some unbiased reviews. This is showing my ignorance in this area, but I would think there'd be on web hosting an option. You can pay for the hosting that will be the Cadillac or it will be the Lamborghini of hosting and each service like GoDaddy, for example. That's true. Would, usually wouldn't they have plans you can choose di- from? And, okay. Yeah, so, so, don't, so that's my question. Because I mean, if you go with the cheapest plan, usually it's shared websites on the same server as you and you're kind of at the mercy of how much traffic they're getting and what they're doing on their websites because they might be doing something that slows down your website. And there are different plans. The one that I recommend, if people are using WordPress, there's a company called WP Engine. And Mm -hmm. they are really fast. They have a lot of stuff in place to keep your website running fast. So it's a little bit more expensive, but it's reliable. They have good support and it's fast. So that's what I I like it. All right. So web hosting, domain name, And we haven't even gotten to the actual components of the website that's consumer-facing. That's good. I love that we're talking about the inner workings of it. What else should we keep in mind? Of course, there's the design and development side of it. And that's something where I've seen people kind of go a couple different routes. They'll either try to build it themselves using some kind of like online website builder like Wix or Weebly or something. The problem with that is it wastes a lot of time. If you're trying to get started in Department investing, that's not really the best use of your time because it seems like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Let's throw up a website, but it can take weeks or months sometimes. And I was talking with one person who said he built his own site and it took him 10 months to actually get it live because <laughs> he's trying to do other things too at the same time. It's just not the best use of your time really, especially if you're not a designer, you can get over your head. The other route some people go is like hiring 
designers. There's big companies you can use, or there's some of the people use services like Fiverr or something like that. We just find a designer and hire them. Just some things to be cautious about that though. Some it looks really good. It looks really cheap, but communication could be an issue because you may be dealing with someone in a, another country. English isn't their first language and you can have a lot of back and forth, a lot of miscommunications, misunderstandings, things like that. And then there's content side of it too. I think a lot of people underestimate writing the content for the website because you do want to get the wording right and you want to come across with the right impression. So that's something too, you can either write it yourself if you're decent at writing or you can hire people to do it. But whoever writes it needs to really understand your business. And that can be a little bit tricky to explain to someone else who maybe has no experience with real estate investing or you know, multifamily investing. It can be kind of a challenge, but you can find people out there. But it's just one of those things to be aware of that it can take a little bit longer than you might think when you're going into it. And what about the different types of pages that should be included on apartment syndication website? You need, of course, basic general information about what you do, how you help your investors, how you can help their investments, like what you can do for their investments. But also you want to have just a general contact form, of course, so people have a way to get in touch with you. But then also an investor profile form is really important, like something that a potential investor who is interested in investing with you can fill it out and give you, of course, their contact information, but also are they SEC accredited? How much do they want or have available to invest? Have they ever done anything like this before? So that you can capture that information and, and be able to follow up with them. That's really vital for that type of business. Mm -hmm. It can be good too to have like an about us page that has your team, you know, yourself and your other team members. That can really add some credibility having, because people want to know who they're doing business with and, and like to see a face because just a website can be kind of cold and impersonal, I guess. So if you have pictures of your, yourself and your team members, that can really go a long ways to with the, the credibility side of it. What about getting people to the website? What tips do you have there from a marketing funnel standpoint? It is a good idea to have a landing page. If you're going to do any kind of paid marketing, especially that you can send people to that just captures their name and email. So you have a way to follow up with them, but just some ways to get people to your site. You can use social media. That's one thing that's free. If you kind of build up a following with that, or there's some paid options like pay-per-click advertising. There's a few different avenues of that. There's Google ads is kind of one of the bigger ones. There's search advertising. So people that are actively searching for a certain phrase, or certain things online, you can have your ad come up for that. Um, there's also display advertising is another type of pay-per-click advertising. So basically that's where your ad shows up on different websites and you can kind of target websites based on the topic that they're based on. So you can target investment websites, for example, for your ad to show up. And another way is Facebook advertising. You can advertise there because there's so many people are on Facebook. So you can have your ad show up there. And again, you basically with these, you pay each time someone clicks your ad. So there's no base price. There's no minimum or anything. You just pretty much put in your budget and you pay based on how many people click your ad. What are some mistakes you see people make when it comes to building out their website? So I went back to the website stuff after you were talking about the marketing funnels. I mean, of course, one thing I kind of touched on was trying to do it themselves when they haven't done it before and it kind of get over their heads. Or I guess sometimes you can, you can try to get everything perfect and never actually get your website live, which can really kind of hold back your business because a lot of times people wait to do their marketing and wait to get investors until the website's live, but then they kind of get stuck on some of these parts like writing the content or other things like that. So you don't have to get it perfect, but you just want to get it to the point where it looks professional. 
I guess that's another aspect of maybe not doing it yourself too, is sometimes you might spend all this time on it and do your best, but it may not really be up to par with other syndicators. So that can be an issue too, or trying to cut corners, trying to save money, going with the cheapest designers and cheapest web hosting and things like that. You can end up with a site that doesn't work very well. And also some of those do-it-yourself type systems. I found a lot of people run into limitations with that. They realize, okay, it's great for getting something up initially, but now that I want to expand it a little bit, there's no options for it. Like you can't add on these other features that you need. So I guess kind of looking at the long-term goal of like where you want to go with the website and making sure that whatever platform you're using will support that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I noticed on your website, you've got four pricing plans. Just walk us through each of those four, will you? And just some of the things to keep in mind for each of them and the price for anyone who's not on your website right now. Sure. So we do have a starter plan. That was something we introduced just for someone who know they want to get into multifamily, but they're not quite ready to invest a lot in there, don't have a lot to invest right now. So it's just basically a low cost way to get your website up and running, something to represent your business so that you can have something to put on your business cards it does look professional and everything. And that's kind of the idea, but it just has one design option and you can customize that. People can go in and tweak it themselves, but it's kind of limited on the customization that we do on it. Because I've been to a lot of events where people hand out business cards and you go to their website and it's just like a parked at GoDaddy page or yeah. like a coming soon kind of page. That's kind of why the starter plan, you can have that up and running. I mean, you can be up What and do running. you do when you come across that? Since I do websites, I'll ask, hey, do you want to get a website for yeah, this? Like sending like, people just sending that's a perfect people. client for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it looks unprofessional. You're giving people business cards and you don't have anything there. That's basically, it still comes with one design option. Our current pricing is $3.97 for the setup on that and then $49.95 a month. So that, it gives you something to get started and you can always upgrade from there. That's kind of the thing you can always, as your business grows and you have a little bit more to invest in it, you can always just basically pay the difference and upgrade to another plan. Our most popular is the pro plan. It has four different design options. Besides apartment syndication, there's also mobile home park syndication, self-storage syndication, and also even for owner operators, ones that aren't trying to attract investors, but just need something to represent their apartment investing business. So the pro plan includes that. It's $9.97 and then $99.95 a month. And it does include a little bit of customization, like we'll help you do some basic customization on it. And then it goes up from there. There's an executive plan. The main difference is it has a custom design that's unique to your site. And that's one thing with all of these, the Starter and Pro, they have a pre-made design and pre-written content. So those things that slow everybody down, like trying to come up with the wording and all that, you don't really have to worry about. You can change it, of course, if you want to, you can go in and tweak things, but we tried to make it where you don't really have to if, if you don't want to or don't have the time right now. But then as it goes up, the executive plan has a custom design, so it, it's unique to your site. The diamond plan has also unique content, too, that's written just for you. And we help with customizing a lead magnet, something you can give away on your site, basically setting up your marketing funnel with that plan. Anything else that we haven't talked about as it relates to tips that our listeners can take away from this conversation to help them make better decisions when they're building out their website? Yeah, I think one thing maybe is recognizing why it's important to have a website, just the credibility that that gives you, especially if you're starting out, but it really at any level, it says a lot about your business. In fact, one of your podcasts, I think that Theo Hicks did, he was talking about how important it is having an online presence because potential investors will Google you to see what they can find. And if they can't find you, they aren't going to trust you because you do expect any business to have a website. That's kind of a basic thing. And so when, when people search and they don't find anything, 
it kind of really hurts your credibility in their eyes. But having that website really does a lot for that. And it does open up options like you can also automate things with your business. You can set up a marketing funnel where basically people sign up for something for free and you put them into CRM or an email marketing system like ActiveCampaign or MailChimp or something like that. You can have a series of emails go out to people automatically. And that makes sure people aren't falling through the cracks, but also they get a consistent marketing message that kind of builds that relationship on autopilot. So really the website is kind of a, a hub for all of your marketing. If you have a podcast or down the road, maybe people will have a podcast or they want to write blog posts or anything like that. It's really the website kind of ties that all together. gives gives people a place to go to. Actually, I wanted to ask you a question if you don't mind, because when we were at Michael Blanc's event, he kind of put you on the spot and said, you started over and you had only a thousand dollars and a laptop. What would you do? And you said you would start a podcast and he asked if you would have a website and you said, yes, you would. And I was just curious, like, could you Explain from your perspective, what would be one of the first things you would do if you were starting out from scratch? Yeah, I think 99% of the people already know that it's nothing groundbreaking. We need websites. The year's 2020. So you have to have a website. People are going to search you on Google. You have to collect emails to build a database, which will then translate into more investors in your deals. Yeah. All right, my friend. So how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on? Well, they can go to our website, apartmentinvestorpro.com. We have a demo site there. So if people want to kind of see that, see what it looks like, some of the features, they can do that. I do have a free resource too for anybody that's maybe interested in setting up their own website. It's a seven point checklist for just things to go through. Some of the things we talked about, but also some of the resources like the hosting and other stuff. That's at apartmentinvestorpro.com slash checklist. Oh, cool. You've been holding out on us. That's what I was looking for. Something like that that you talk about, (laughs) but it sounds like you went through the majority of this stuff, right? Yeah, I did. It just has maybe some specific companies that I, I've used, things like okay. that, resources for finding stock photos to put on your site, different things like that, where you can find some of that stuff. So. Cool. What's a website to find best stock photos? Well, there's several, but I use Adobe stock photos. Um, okay. They have like a subscription service. There's, there's a lot, but I like theirs seem really professional looking. So I, they look a little bit better than I think than some of the others out there. Todd, thank you for being on the show and talking to us about website building for apartment syndications and the components of them, some mistakes that people make coming out of the gate, and how to avoid those mistakes. So really appreciate it. Hope you have a best ever day. Talk to you again soon. Okay, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. If you're a passive investor and want to learn more about Ashcroft Capital, the company I co-founded with my business partner, Frank, and in particular want to learn more about our strategy and how we think about the opportunities that we purchase Go to ashcroftcapital.com and click the strategy button above and you'll be able to read through our thought process we use when we're purchasing multifamily properties. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dot com forward slash show.